deep, throw into the end zone, watch Calvin, well covered, he goes up, he makes the catch, are you kidding me? Oh, Megatron did it again. So hey everybody, welcome to the Green Entrepreneur Podcast. I am John Small, your host and the editor-in-chief of Green Entrepreneur. Well, it's not every day that I get to say that I have an NFL Hall of Fame inductee as a guest, but today I am joined by Calvin Johnson Jr., a.k.a. Megatron. Calvin played for nine illustrious years on the Detroit Lions as wide receiver where he earned Pro Bowl honors six times. At the time of his retirement in 2015, he held several NFL records, including the most receiving yards in a season and the most consecutive games. And now Calvin has embarked on a new journey as a cannabis entrepreneur. He is co-founder along with his Detroit Lions teammate, Rob Sims of Primitive, which is a Michigan-based cannabis company, and uh, Primitive offers cannabis-based products. They offer a line of branded merchandise, and just recently, they opened their first dispensary in Niles, Michigan. Calvin, it is an honor. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Great introduction. Appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. It was a lot. It was a mouthful, and I could have gone on and on because you have like so many records. I was like, should I just read all his records? It gets... But anyway, we're not going to talk. We're not going to talk as much about your NFL career today as about your 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 next adventure. But I am curious to get into your sort of you are Megatron. And so all superheroes have an origin story. So I would love to hear kind of about how you first discovered cannabis. First interaction with cannabis would be on a visit to college. You know, I was going to my uh, college visit, visit at Georgia Tech and uh, I had it at the time. And it wasn't really anything that I gravitated towards really at the time because one, I mean, it costs money. I didn't have any money in college. <laughs> and, uh, and two, it just really, I mean, it's still stigmatized very heavily, you know, for my family. And even just being there at school, you know, we got tested. You didn't know you get tested and stuff like that. But um, I think when the injuries started to pile on, when I took it to the next level, you know, everybody's kind of, you know, operating within, you know, small degrees of separation when you're in the NFL. You know, everybody's great. A lot of all the, all the hits to the ground, you know, all the hits, all the collisions, all that stuff adds up, you know, a little bit faster. And it's probably just from all the years of playing sports, too. And you have to find a way to naturally medicate. You know, that was my thing. Yeah. You know, things of the earth, you know, go into my body. And I try not to, you know, put anything, you know, that was made, man-made, you know, because there's oftentimes a lot of toxins that go into some of those things. So, and I, I took that thing, took that from what I consume, you know, you know, my food and, and all the way through to um, the medicine that I consume, you know. I thought of uh, the name primitive comes from, you know, the, uh, having plant medicine being an early healer. You know, for man, mankind has used this, used plant medicine as a healer from the early ages. And where our focus now is, yeah, it's cannabis, but, you know, just plant medicine in general. I think there's a lot of uh, lot of space that's untapped. For sure. For sure. And in, in, in so many different fields. I'm going back to your NFL career because of that stigma that you grew up with, with cannabis and being an athlete and at what point, what kind of made you change your mind? My personal experience. You know, when I was in college, I'm like, oh, this is cool. You know, <laughs> so this is cool. But when I got to the NFL and I was using it and my use increased, it was more so. And, and I was I was using, I would say at the time, recreationally, but I was often seeking uh, the medicinal benefits of cannabis. So, you know, we are, you know, people who consume medicinally or, rec or adult use or recreationally, they're still, you know, trying to receive the benefits that come from the, um, the, the plant medicinally. Were you seeing the guys around you who were not doing cannabis and doing opiates and that kind of thing and Vicodin and all that stuff? Did you see 
a bad effect? Did that kind of scare you away a little bit from from those drugs? I mean, I saw the effect. I felt the effects, you know, um, personally. Um, yeah, it was readily available when we got to the NFL. And then probably about halfway through my career, you know, I think you remember, you probably remember they took a hard stance. The NFL took a hard stance on opioids. And that was really before, you know, the whole opioid crisis really, you know, gained a whole, whole lot of steam and was really uh, uh, put in the media, I guess I could say. But I saw teammates being able to just pop pills whenever they want to. I mean, we, I mean, we would take whatever we could to be on the field. We would do whatever we could to be on the field because that's, I mean, that was our our, our way of making our, our living. So guys were going to do what they could not to lose their spot. You ever heard of uh, Wally Pipp's story, you know, um, and the guy that he took, a, he took a day off. And next thing you know, I think it was Lou Gehrig that came to this position and he never looked back. He never got to play again. So... That, that was the mind frame in the NFL, you know, so you got to take whatever you can. And, and I think that a natural alternative could be cannabis. Yeah. I mean, I read at the top of the show that you have this consecutive game record. And that's one of the kind of reasons you got that Megatron nickname is because you were just like you, you took a licking, but kept on ticking kind of thing. Do you think cannabis had something to do with that for you? Like as a kind of medicine, to, as a recovery medicine? helping you with your injuries and stuff like that? Speaking to recovery, 100%, you know, and, and I think back, you know, the application of cannabis and how we used it at the time, you know, it was primarily just smoking. Maybe you had some edibles at the time, but it really isn't, you know, it wasn't research and what we were doing. It really wasn't the most probably efficacious way of actually taking, consuming cannabis, but it worked because, you know, we're for insomnia. Depending on whatever, a lot of things, whatever your ailment might be, you know, it can help with uh, anxiety. Uh, it could help with a plethora of items, but, you know, at the time, really for me personally, I mean, relax, relaxation and, and, and being able to have a great night's sleep. That was key, especially dealing with injuries and making that. I mean, those making it a little bit harder to get rest. Yeah. All right. Well, so take me to so your NFL career ends and you've got a few businesses, but Primitive is is one of them. And talk to me about how you just had this idea, you know, going from being a consumer of cannabis as a medicine to getting together with your, your ex-teammate, Rob, and starting this business, Primitive. Like, like how did you, why'd you guys decide to start the company? Yeah, um, a lot of guys in the locker room were really business-minded, business-focused, you know, even while we were playing. So I think everybody had on their mind what they wanted to do kind of afterwards. And my, for me, it was real estate, you know, things that, that were tangible. You know, I, yeah, I wanted to yeah. do things in the stock market. Yeah, 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 let my money do what it do. But uh, being able to physically see and touch and, and watch the growth of, of, of things I could actually put to work and be there to, to cultivate, you know, that's why real estate is so attractive to so many guys that are playing ball. And Rob was doing it, before, you know, he retired a year before, but he was already doing it. He was having success with other players. I, I had some success with him as well. And we came, we literally came across properties and quote unquote green zones in Michigan. And we had a passion for cannabis, both of us, and through our own experiences. And it was like, hey, man, um, we can sit here and, and, and be the owners of the property and, and have an operator come in here and pay us, you know, a lease and, and just make some passive income, you know, build upon our real estate portfolio. Or we could take on the challenge and put a team together. You know, we felt like we knew we we had experience of what a good and bad team looks like. And uh, we felt that we when uh, we took on the challenge, so to say. Yeah. Well, you mentioned that good and bad team. Unfortunately, you and Rob were on you guys were great athletes, but you're not always on the best teams. Not always didn't have the best winning records. And I'm curious, like the mindset of that, because you are such a great competitor and such a, you know, elite athlete. How did you keep motivated during the times when it was very dark? And I think a lot of entrepreneurs probably would want to know, like, how do you stay up when you know your team is, 
you know, going to go 0-16. I mean, I think at some point you got to find a, a confidence in, in yourself. And a lot of times that, that confidence is probably going to be breathed into you by somebody else. Having confidence in the things that you're doing. And I think one thing that stuck that sticks with me from day one to, to today, and even had a conversation with our team today about, about some of this, uh, about just about mindset. And it's that in the way in which you operate, you know, whatever you touch, whatever you do, you're going to do what we do to the best of our ability. You know, anything that we touch. So that effort, you know, extends through that. And then not only thinking about, you know, the name on the back of your on the back of your jersey, you know, and who and those people that you're doing it for, but you know, the city that you're within, that you're playing within, you know, those people that you have, you know, built up and, and done things in the community with, those people that you're doing it for, those people that you touch that are looking up to you. So I mean, it's it's, it's, it's even though we had success, even though I was on the team, we went on 16, there's always uh, plenty of motivating factors around that um I mean, starting from what I learned back at home. So a motivating factor, doing it for the city, doing it for the team. Did you sort of set personal, do you set sort of personal challenges for yourself? Well, yeah, I always uh, set personal challenges for myself. And I mean, like, like I said, originally, the first thing, the main thing is anything that I do, do it to the best of my ability. Give it 100%. Yeah. That is key. It's not it's not transactional. If it's not like, how much did you do for me last time? You know, it's kind of like unconditional. You know, I'm going to give it, give you my all every time. And obviously if somebody is, if it's, if, if you're in a partnership and the other person is given to that partnership over time, you're going to, you're going to probably come out of that partnership. But, but initially you got to go all in, you got to go all in. And if you don't go all in, you really don't know, you know, what your potential is. All right. Going back to primitive, you mentioned that it's kind of like rooted in this idea of plant medicine. Have you guys thought about going beyond cannabis, like other plants? What kind of plants do you partake in other than cannabis? And what are you guys thinking about doing business-wise, maybe? Oh, yeah, the plant medicine is very, that whole realm is just very interesting. Um, we were fortunate just to be um, a part of a consortium with the likes of institutions like Harvard Medical School, UPenn, John Hopkins, that are doing research on not only cannabis, but a whole other plethora of, of plant medicines. And uh, obviously mushrooms and the effects of, you know, not only psilocybin, you know, the, the quote unquote stoner mushroom, but other mushrooms that have, that have benefits. There's other, I mean, believe it or not, there's a drug that is able to uh, create hemoglobin, like it's literally blood uh, and that they're actually trying to do blood transfusions with. It's just amazing. The, it's mind boggling, boggling the, the, the levels that, you know, you really can't even conceive that, that these institutions are already at. But um, plant medicine is real. I mean, that's what people have used, like I said, since the early ages, since the name Primitive, and truly believing that God put everything on this earth that uh, we need to heal ourselves. Tell me a little bit about that um, study, the, the working with Harvard and Johns Hopkins. How are you guys working with those guys? Yeah, I'll tell you how that, 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 that essentially came about. Very naturally, um, Rob got an email because um, we always had a focus on, you know, just trying to create solutions, you know, for our brother, for our brethren. And that's really focused on pain, cognitive, mental issues. And uh, us being in the cannabis industry, uh, Rob got an email from a doctor, Tommy Shavers, who owns a company called Nestry. Nestry stands for neurostrength. And uh, they're focused on the, uh, the science of neuroplasticity, which is basically just the mind's ability to change. And so if you imagine like the gains you get from lifting weights, you have those same kind of gains mentally, but it's just, you're working out in a different gym. So that's the concept of, uh, of what Nestry is about. 
And Estri was already uh, involved with Harvard, and, and they thought that um, us being a minority group and what we represented, our vision, our mission, and our core values, uh, we, we could be a good fit to uh, help spread the um, word on helping to get rid of the disparities around the world when it comes to um, uh, healthcare. Yeah. Other athletes, now that you're in the in the business, are you finding now that a lot of other professional athletes are kind of calling you up and being like, hey, I want to get in on this? Because, you know, uh, there, there's definitely a lot of, well, not a lot. There's a small number of athletes. Some are very involved in their product like you are, and then others are kind of more like spokespeople. But are you finding like you get a call like once a day from a former NFL or whatever and professional athlete you know, asking you for some advice. Um, I mean, if I'm not getting, I, I get calls for advice. I get a calls from a whole bunch of advice because everybody's either if they're not trying to one wanting to join our company, they have ideas or they have opportunities to join other companies. They're seeking advice to say, is this right? Is this does this sound right? You know, you guys have been through the fire. You guys have seen this. What it looks like. What happens. What needs to happen. Does it sound right? And I mean that for us. You know, that's why we're here, man. We 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 one we've had an opportunity to to be in a position where. One, whether it's cannabis or sports, we're able to take a full circle and give back to the guys so they don't necessarily have to go through the same bumps and bruises we went to if they're willing to listen. And we're in the same position to do that here in the cannabis industry. So that's, I mean, that's, we look forward to those moments being able to give back to our guys. You know, there's no consultant fee or anything like that. You know, it's just love because, you know, we want to see, create avenues for our guys to see that come to us. And then, you know, we're able to, you know, bear fruit. When we know that, you know, they'll come back and we'll always have business opportunities to do together. So, you know, it's just about building a collaborative circle. And uh, we're just in the, in the beginnings of that, of, the, of those stages. Yeah. And what do you tell those guys? Because a lot of times when I talk to cannabis CEOs, they say like, this is one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. You know, and I guess I'm also not talking to former NFL players. So I'm sure that there was probably harder moments on the football field for you than maybe in the cannabis field, but it's not an easy business to get into. So not only, you know, it just because you have a big name doesn't mean you're going to be successful or just because you have a lot of money doesn't mean you're going to be. So what, what do you tell these guys? Like what are some of the biggest challenges that they're going to face that you have faced in your experience as a cannabis entrepreneur? Yeah, man, it is. It's crazy being a cannabis, cannabis executive, man. I, and it's really just like probably like any other business, you know, you just got to kind of got to manage your numbers, your people and your culture. That's it's, it's all day, every day. I mean, you can have all your processes in place and it, it, you have to. I mean, that's part of being in the industry. You got to show that you have your processes in place. But there's so many other processes that would need to be created as you learn and deal with the people that are in your company. And it's really just being able to prioritize, but not let little issues within your company, you know, destroy your culture. You know, and really having, you know, an avenue for people to one vent because that's really is it. I mean, it's built on the backbone of the people that, that are in your business, you know, whether they are fulfilling products, whether they're in the cultivation, you know, trimming or harvesting the flowers, or there's your retail selling your product. You know, it's really just having your team buy into the culture, the vision, the mission that, that, that you're putting forth and what you're, what you're uh, stating and the goals that you're stating that you're going to do. And obviously, it's, the onus is on us as owners to accomplish those goals that we set out in front of ourselves. But at the same time, had to be be on the grassroots level of our company and hear out the issues that are uh, that are actually going on. And like I said, it can be cumbersome. You got to be able to prioritize. But you know, it's a never ending issue to manage your company numbers and, and and your people. Tell me your business model now. So I mentioned you you've got your cannabis line, right? What what is that? Is that what is that? Flower? Is it vapes? Like what what do you what do you guys manufacture? For sure. Yeah, we um, we began uh, cultivation. We, we were only flower at first and we dropped our brand uh, a year ago, about now. Yeah, about a year ago now. So we're cultivation. Uh, I mean, we do flower. Uh, we do processed goods. 
pre-rolls. Uh, we're doing infused pre-rolls, but our new, uh, we do have a, um, a line coming out from the performance and it'll feature uh, nanotechnology. So really just creating a, a better way for, for a more bioavailable way, a more natural way for our people to medicate. The nanotechnology, meaning it's kind of quicker, quicker onset type of thing? Yeah, and it's quicker because the particle size of the, of the cannabinoids are so small that they're able to bypass your intestinal tract and get right into the bloodstream and really just go to work. So that's why it's, it's, we're just trying to be innovative in the space, create new applications. You know, like I say, sticking to our goals that we came into the industry to do. And um, the performance allows us to be innovative and then create new applications for folks that might not before, you know, have thought about even trying cannabis. Yeah. And you have a lot of merchandise, not a, not a lot of cannabis companies go that route. Like you have a lot of gear and stuff. Why did you guys decide to do that? Oh, I mean, we, we have a, a special opportunity with my brand and Rob being a professional athlete as well. We have an opportunity to, uh, we have a lot of fan recognition and, and we want to be able to still give back to the community. One, give back to the community through primitive gifts, but give the community what they want to. You know, we're about. I love you know being able to have a hand in creating uh, our cool memorabilia jerseys that are coming down. We I think we have a nice clean uh, logo that we're able to do a lot of things with, and uh, so we're happy we're going to be able to create some exclusive uh, merch uh, and, and some uh, cool um, uh, pre-orders uh, that are coming online here uh, real soon. Yeah. So okay. So you've got I know you got jerseys, right? You've got hats and helmets. I saw you have an NFT. Not yet. I've been in talks about that. I mean, like I say, I, I like to. I'm a little bit of an artist myself, so I like to do little things. And I have some ideas, but we haven't we haven't done it quite yet. Yeah, yeah. Primitive with a V, no E. Was that because you couldn't get the primitive with the E at the end, or did you guys kind of want to do something fancy with the name to like make it a little bit different? We played around with the spelling for for a little while. We had an A in it for, and it, I'm glad we didn't go along with that because it looked weird. There's uh, it a lot of different spellings we had. We had just normally primitive. I know that one of those didn't, didn't work out well with trademarking and whatnot, but I think it worked out um, great for us. It was like, hey, it's, 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 it's really primitive. It's like before they learned how to use the E, the silent E at the end or something. I just made up something, you know? <laughs> But it just works out. I like it. It's clean. You know, I think it looks better without the E on the end. Yeah, no, no, it's a cool, it's a cool logo. I like it a lot. How do you stay fit now that your career is over as an NFL player? Like, what do you, what do you, you still look like you're very fit to me and you've been an athlete your whole life. You know, sometimes guys let themselves go, I think after their careers, but you definitely have not one of those guys. What do you do? So when I got on playing, I was looking forward to time, just go sit on my couch and do nothing, you know, but that time only lasted like two weeks. And I was like, all right, I got to do something both work my mind and work my body. So, I mean, literally every season I have something I like to do. So this, this time of year, I'm out playing golf, you know, I'll go and I'll, uh, I'll get out with the kids, go to the park. I'll ride my bike. Shoot, this is just a plethora of things. I got my, I got my, uh, my, I got my, my wife got the Peloton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm on the Peloton too, especially during COVID. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, in the wintertime, I snowboard, uh, I'll snowboard. I'm, uh, I love snowboarding. That's my thing. That's my new jam. I started snowboarding like, right when I got done playing. Yeah, because you grew up in the South, right? You were, you definitely did not ski. I, you know, I grew up in the South. My wife tried to get me skiing and I was just told her, I'm like, babe, I don't do nothing on ice. Like, I'm from the South. We don't. <laughs> and, you know, she finally got me out there skiing one time and um, I fell in love with it instantly and I always wanted to snowboard. It always looked cool and now I'm a boarder. I bet you're pretty good. You're pretty good at everything you do, so. I try not to go too hard in the terrain part, but I can't, it's hard to stay out of there. It's fun. So your final kind of advice to people who want to get into this business, what's the advice you impart 
to people who are thinking about getting into cannabis who might not have the, obviously the bona fides and the name recognition that you have? At the end of the day, I mean, bare bones of it, it takes funding. If you're not really, I mean, even if you are a social equity applicant, you know, that only goes with so far. You get, you know, all, you, get, you know, you might get your land for free. You might get, or for pennies on the dollar, you might get, you know, licensing fees for pennies on the dollar. But at the end of the day, the startup costs are still there. You know, you still have to get inventory or you still have to build out the interior of a building. It's really just having the funding. But when you have the funding, you have those pieces in place. You know, we were here at one point where, you know, when we first started that you got to have your, your vision, you got to have a mission, you got to have your core values in place. You got to be able to align. Everybody's be able to align in a certain goal with a certain goal in mind. So everybody can be thinking along the certain line, the, the same lines. Because if you don't have that, then everybody's going to want to go in their same in their different on their own different direction. So having a vision of where you want to see your company at, and then and, and setting out goals in order for you to get yourself for yourself to get there, I think that's clutch um, uh, for this industry because this is a very volatile industry, you know. And another thing that that's helpful in this industry is being vertical, having your cultivation, and having an outlet for that cultivation processing. That's great, but just having an outlet so that you don't have to necessarily ride the wave of the market the whole time. Uh, having a brand, having a brand recognition. But like you said, for those that don't have brand recognition, you really have to ride that wave of the market if you don't have a retail outlet for yourself to get your flower out. You know, and then that that doesn't create the optimal. Uh, that doesn't create a great. Uh, that's not a great business plan in this industry. You know, you can't just. I mean, you can do retail. It's hard to just do cultivation. And unless you have just a brilliant cultivator and you have the best product on the market, you just have that kind of brand recognition. But if you don't have that brand recognition, you know, it's going to take some funding. It's going to take a vision. It's going to take some some aligned people with experience in the industry. All right. Clavin Johnson Jr. This has been a really interesting conversation and thank you for for being in the cannabis industry. And, you know, it's great to have big names like you endorse the and advocate for the product. So, and best of luck with Primitive. Thank you very much. Should we expect to see it outside of Michigan in the coming years? Do you think you're, you guys have MSO aspirations? So with our um, new line, Primitive Performance, we will be doing a, uh, a, a CBD version of it so that we can go e-commerce with it. You know, we want to be able to provide, I mean, I have people asking me all the time, like, can I get a topical? I'm like, are you in Michigan? Because I can't, I can't send TAC products out of state. But if you're in Michigan, yeah, you can always get, you can get to it. But um, permanent performance will be our, we'll have a, a ORS, which is an oral rehydration solution. So obviously we as athletes, uh, you know, understand the importance of hydration. We'll be able to add CBD and in, 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 in Michigan market or markets where t- or cannabis is allowed. We'll be able to have THC versions of this. We'll be able to have topicals with both CBD and THC, capsules with both THC and um, CBD. And then uh, we have new uh, products as well coming with the nano um, emulsion. So very excited to, uh, to be able to get this on e-commerce as well with the CBD. Lots of stuff going on. Well, best of luck again, and uh, have a great one. Uh, I'll see you on the slopes, hopefully. Oh, yeah. Let me know when <laughs> Thank you, Calvin. Well, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. To find out more about Green Entrepreneur, head on over to greenentrepreneur.com for the latest cannabis and CBD news, thoughtful essays, tips and insider tricks on how to succeed in the cannabis business, all that good stuff. And hey, if you like this podcast, do me a huge solid and go to wherever you may 
listen to your podcast and please rate and review our podcast. It does wonders for the algorithm, helps others find the podcast. Would so appreciate a review and a rating. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week.